Welcome to This Thing Called Life. I'm your host, J.D. Worcester. With me today is my good friend, fellow Santa Clara student and athlete, Bishop Washington. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Welcome to the show. This is uh, first recording the show, first time having you on. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling pretty grateful, pretty stoked to be the first guest on the show, so I'm pretty excited, yeah. Nice. So I understand that you're a man of many, many, many talents. Um, you have writing as well as sports, as well as some artistic and business sides to you. Can you talk about just the difficulties of balancing school and sports? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge that I've run into so far at my uh, Santa Clara experience is just priority management. And by that I mean putting one task above the other, right? So do I do my homework? Do I go to bars? Do I get rest because I have a game tomorrow? And those are the kind of the questions I have to ask myself every day. So right. yeah, getting better at that has really helped me just become more efficient and effective with everything I do in life. And for those of you who don't know, Bishop is a Division One uh, soccer player here. A lot of people say that playing a Division One sport is a full-time job. Can you attest to that? Do you think the college athletes should get paid? Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I'm split down the middle. On one, on one hand, I think that college athletes should get paid because they're generating revenue. On the other hand, I think that paying for someone's school... It's a lot. I mean, school can be here. It's seventy thousand dollars a year. Seven times four. That's twenty-eight. That's two hundred eighty thousand dollars. I mean, that that's a significant amount of money. The question right. is, you know, how do you pay and who do you pay, right? Because, right. you know, is is our is a men's cross country team gonna get any money or a women's? I don't know. Golf team? Do they generate any real revenue? I don't know. Right. So those are kind of the questions we have to ask. But yeah, it's certainly a full-time job. The way I think about it is my coach and the assistant coach, they feed their kids based on how the players perform. Right. So certainly they look at it like a job. Right. And do you get like stipends or like any type of compensation for like road trips? Or is there any type of money that you can put away that makes it worthwhile? Or is it not nearly like uh, equal out to the amount of hours you put in uh, perfecting your craft? Hmm. Uh, yeah, on road trips, I'll just give you a good example. We went to Denmark for free, which was like three grand a person for two weeks. Right. There's 30 people. That's $90,000 roughly. Yeah. So we got to do that for free. Each day they gave us per diem, which is just like money they give you for walking around. Uh, I kept a lot of it because I'm a frugal person. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. But if you ask me, is it worth it? Yeah, because I just like soccer. I would do it. For free right so yeah i think it's worth it definitely what are you uh what are you thinking about doing after you graduate and leave santa clara yeah so after i graduate santa clara i want to work in corporate finance i'm a finance major i love the stock market i'm addicted to just nasdaq nyse watching the movements watching the charts i don't know i oh, love that cool. stuff and then uh, hopefully I'll amass some sort of wealth and I will travel the world skiing. Nice. Um, if you could have dinner with one person dead or alive, who would you choose? Damn, that is a good question. Let me, let me think about that. Yeah, that is a, that is a pretty tough question, honestly. 
you know, I have different answers. I couldn't name one person. It's kind of like when someone asks you, oh, what's your favorite movie? And you're like, oh, I got five favorite movies. Right. Just off the top of your head. First person I thought of was Jordan Belford. <laughs> right. Because right. Wolf of Wall Street's one of my favorite movies. Second person is Matthew McConaughey, because he's my favorite actor. Um, McConaughey is great. He's a, he's a great actor. Third person would probably be like an activist or something. Maybe Martin Luther King or Barack Obama. Right. And then... The fifth person. Did you ever imagine if one of that if that actually happened, just like how over your head you'd feel? Yeah, it'd be pretty surreal. I don't know what I would do. I'd probably, right. I'd probably get a little flustered to come up with the questions matters. on the yeah. spot to ask him. Or yeah, yeah I'd yeah, lose I'd my be... shit for real. That would be insane. Right. I think that's one of the biggest things is just like kind of matching energies with those types of people. You know, going up to a celebrity, you can't flip and go off and girl on them. You know, you got to be able to stay calm and stay collected, especially if you're trying to work with someone who's maybe like higher up than you or, you know, has this has this status. You got to keep this this low key level of energy and you can't seem too up or too down ever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I mean, when it comes to that, how I think about it is just. Take Matthew McConaughey, Leonardo DiCaprio, I don't know, take Obama. Right, you guys don't need to go. We have enough. We have five people. For example, you know, before Leonardo DiCaprio was, you know, multi-millionaire actor, successful philanthropist, etc. He was just a person. Right. He was just a boy. Same with Matthew McConaughey. Same with Barack Obama. Same with anybody. They were just a normal person. Right. And then they did things to put themselves in a position where they could do the things they want. So. But what separates a Matthew McConaughey from just like any other actor or person in their field or any... Re- what, what separates a regular person from say like an outstanding person or a person that we all look up to like Matthew McConaughey or Dwayne The Rock or all these celebrity figures? Is it your mentality? Is it... Are some people know. just wired different? What do you think? I think... You know, mentality, work, grit, they all have something to do with it. But I think for me, when I look at people like that, it's the ability to find your niche and just pursue that absurdly well. That's that's how I put it. Right. Like, if you take, like, I don't know. Let, let me think. Like a I Drake. Think, right. Rapper. Right. He okay. has amassed a great following because he found his niche and he just does what he does well. Like he right. found his spot. He doesn't need to operate in any other angle, but his but the angle he operates in. Right. Matthew McConaughey, same thing. And anybody super successful, I feel like they find something they're good at and they become perfect at it. I think the key word you said is niche, but also the biggest emphasis in that is pursue. Yeah. Is the fact that you, the, the all these people and all these examples that you've given is these people who just didn't give up. Um, you look at some famous directors and famous actors and all these people who have been successful the one common or key characteristic is the fact that they're always persevering through almost anything and everything so i think that's just such a common like universal key is the fact that these people just don't give up on something they're passionate about if you find yourself like thinking that you're going to do something even if you do it for free then you probably know you're doing you're, you're in the right spot you know what i mean yeah i agree i don't know let me yeah I, uh, when i think of kind of the topic we're talking about now i think of alex honnold because i watched the movie free solo mm-hmm. for everyone that's listening it's a movie about a guy that climbs mountains and like faces basically without any ropes and he's trying to climb this extremely hard face and you know, he's been trying to do it and he'll get halfway up or quarter way up and he can't do it. And he finally does it and they made a movie about it. And uh, 
when asked like why he did it, he goes, you know, it doesn't really matter what you're doing as long as you're pursuing it well. Like it's in the fight rather than the cause. And right. I, I kind of agree with that. So it's in the fight rather than the cause. Like yeah. there's beauty in the journey. Yeah, exactly. Rather than getting to the destination. Miley Cyrus, the climb. That's what I'm thinking. One hundred percent. It's the climb, man. It's the climb. Yeah. Um, our last topic, kind of something we like to focus on, is like. One of the key things about Fiori is defining who you are and then protecting that throughout. How does one come about defining their individuality? You know, when there's so many people out there, what makes you, you, as opposed to someone else, you know? Damn, what makes me, me? I think the first thing, personally, that makes me, me is I'm unapologetically myself. Um, I find that kind of a rarity nowadays. It people, really is. people, they tend to attempt to be who you want them to be, and so they'll like switch forms around different people. And I try to shy away from that. So I'd say I'm unapologetically myself. Um, I don't know. I really like that unapologetically yourself. For yeah. some of our viewers who might have trouble fitting in or feel themselves in social situations, being always like, "Oh, I'm gonna say the wrong thing," or "I'm gonna fuck up," what are these people mm-hmm. gonna think about me? What is a piece of advice that you can give them um, in that situation? Yeah. What is a piece of advice I can give them in that situation? I don't know. I think that a big part of kind of that social anxiety or kind of what you were speaking on is you're going to lead, in my opinion, a happier life if you care more of what you think about yourself than what other thing people think about you. Right. And I've always thought that notion to be true. As long as you care about yourself and you're happy with yourself, you're going to be fine. It, as soon as you start worrying about what Johnny thinks about you, what Sarah thinks about you, right. you're going to be unhappy. Because right. Sarah and Johnny are going to dictate your day. They're going to make you happy, they're going to make you sad, they're going to make you mad. As soon as you're the most critical person of yourself and loving person of yourself, you're going to be a pretty happy person. That's the way I think about it. That's, that's big facts. It all starts with you and your mentality, right? Yes, sir. How you feel about yourself and that self-love. Because then you radiate out and you bring other people's day ups. I can tell yeah. everyone who's listening right now, man, Bishop brightens my day every time I see him just because he brings that, that energy. And that's the type of people we aspire to have on the show. Those types of people that uplift other people's day because they just got that high energy and they're just wired different. And we want to dissect these kids' minds and see like how they think and what wisdom they can impart on our, on our viewers. For real. For real. Thank we you so much for, ha- for coming on, on board, Bish. I really appreciate it. you have any closing closing thoughts? Yeah. One of my favorite quotes. My uncle made it up. He told it to me. You guys ready? goes like this. Call your mom. That's it. Thank you. Bishop Washington, everyone. I appreciate Thank you, you, bud. This has been This Thing Called Life. I'm your host, J.D. Worcester, signing off.